0: DadCast, episode 12, the 2010 Gold Rush. Yeah, of course it's going to be another Olympic show. What did you think? Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valois Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads DadCast. And joining me this week is the entire member of the 1998 bobsled team, Ben Not Kenobi, Stephen McGurn, Stéphane Deneau, and myself, François Fortier. Good evening, guys. Let's get down to it. Let's talk Olympics. Thanks, coach. Good evening, gentlemen. Huh? What? <laughs> first things first, let's... Uh... Oh, I'm on coffee. I'm on Bitburger. Does
1: that mean it's my turn?
0: Yeah. Not bad. Now, What are you drinking, Mr. Uh, Magoo? Uh,
1: Harps. It's Harps. a uh, superior uh, premium Irish lager here. It's
0: a lager. Mine says uh, premium beer. International trademark, um, nach Deutschen Reinhäsch gebautet, guaranteeing beste Rufstarfe.
1: So it follows the German purity laws.
0: Seems that way. That would basically
2: be that, right?
0: Bit ein Beat, uh, the, uh, la bien pression numero un en Allemagne, imported. And it's called, it's called what? Bitburger. Oh. It's, uh, it's funny enough, it's a, Uh, A case of this at Costco is cheaper than a 2.4 of Alexander Keys. And these are comes in cans, which are uh, large cans. 500 mil. Oh, nice. So they're half pints. Well, they're pints, actually. Sorry. Uh, So there you go. So I'm drinking a half, a full pint of Bitburger. Ein.
1: When I was in Detroit uh, this week uh, talking about pints and liters and all this stuff. Uh, I ordered some supper and I was zonked like it would have been like a 14-hour day of trying to to travel. And uh, the guy says, uh, anything to drink? I said, oh, you know what? I'll have a Mountain Dew. So he says, fine. Two liters or um, 20 ounces. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) And after a long day, giving me two different like unit types.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, eh? You want uh, two liters or a half gallon? Uh, it's not the same? <laughs>
1: so I basically just said, um, "What's less?" <laughs> and the guy says, uh, "The twenty ounces." I said, "Okay, I'll take that."
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous. I never two liters. Of like this is not in, a joke, in a, right? in a mug, or they it, give you the whole bottle?
1: They give you this, ju- this huge bottle. Oh, well, or like, they give like, you a twenty-ounce bottle, which in itself is too much. It's an, it's a
0: lot.
2: So oh, this is just a, a bottle then. Okay, all right. So yeah, so it's the American way: go big or go
1: home. By the way, we bought uh, a couple of Blu-rays the other day. The Star Trek yeah. one, the new one, and um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, up. yeah? What's up, Like You know that new pix- picture? Could it's could fantastic. You rip- could you rip me a copy and put serious? it in the 720?
0: <laughs> to say that out loud.
1: Sorry, you're, bra- you're, you're, you're breaking up. <laughs> but you, you know what's great, though, is that it, they came with digital versions like for iTunes. So now I have Get it on out. my iPhone, both of them.
0: But now, oh, but yeah. hold on, but hold on. The digital well, almost, version for iTunes is DRM, right? So you can't put it on more than one iTunes. Once you use up your code, you're screwed? Uh, well, it's, it, no, it's in both Jen and my library. I think it's, it's
1: more than one computer. Anywhere, these digital copies, boys, are like... I've seen Star Trek like six <laughs> times in the last two weeks.
0: <laughs> I can't it's get enough of that movie. movie. Eh? It's insane. It's really well done. Ah. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I saw it on the plane. And then I and then I downloaded it. Uh, I mean, I I, I borrowed it. Uh, I rented it. <laughs> yeah, borrowed it. Borrowed it.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Um. Yeah. So as soon as I'm set up, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, it myself. Any of you guys interested
0: in going to um some of these? Uh, I, I don't want to call them social networking, but they're basically Montreal tech events. Like one, yeah, one was uh, last night. It's called Ignite Montreal which I kind of wanted to go to. Didn't I have an yeah. open bar all night? <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> and the other one, uh, there's another one, a uh, Montreal Tweet Up. I don't know what this is. I mean, I, I eventually, I guess it's all about people on Twitter, but um, like stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to start going to some of these things just to see who's there. Yeah, I was just yeah, going
1: to say the, those things are mostly half tech people and half recruiters now.
0: A lot of SEO bastards. I mean, uh, marketing people. No, no, like headhunters. Like,
1: just, yeah, yeah. Our, half of our business is, is, is recruiting, like IT recruiting and stuff. And our uh, recruiters are on every LinkedIn group and every Twitter anything you can think of because they just want to have that connect and whatever. So, you know, whenever I see somebody who's on uh, a LinkedIn group now, my first reflex is to think they're a recruiter oh. or a headhunter, not to think that they're a peer or, or someone else interested in that.
0: I mean, uh, we, so, we have, um, I mean, you remember Alex Kovalenko. Well, yep. He's heading up uh, uh IT recruitment. And in uh, the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of um, old classmates from school, um, some other people I've known through through the the, the interwebs who have lost work, uh, they lost their jobs, or they're just looking for something better. And so, um, you know, they ask, you know, like, anybody know anybody who does this? So I pass their name on to, on to Alex Kovalenko, and he goes ahead and... Uh, And and contacts them. And I I think once or twice something has worked out. Um, In another case, I think the guy found his work on his own. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about that, isn't it, really? Uh, You know, helping each other out in 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 this kind of stuff. But is the the market really that volatile, Steve?
1: Uh, Starting again. I think the last year, people were holding on to things. But I think starting again, people are starting to look to see if the grass is greener. You have to wait for the snow to
2: melt. I thought it already He's melted. He's in
0: northern Kirkland.
1: <laughs>
3: what's, what's snow? <laughs> I'm in no- <laughs> <laughs> And not just that. I have a rink in my backyard. It's got a melt garden. first.
1: A pond. Soon to be a pond.
3: Oh, no. My kids went out this, after, uh, this morning to play on it, to go play in, this, in, the, uh, in the puddle. And it was hard, hard, hard. My son was like, well, can I put my skates back on? And I said, "No, you shoveled the you shoveled the snow that was on top
0: of it. So now it's going to turn to mush. So it's he's not. So it's it's pretty much the end of the season for you. No, I'm hoping for another uh, two weeks of cold weather. Oh, you're hoping for another two weeks. You must be the only guy in Montreal who's hoping for another two weeks of cold weather.
3: The Olympics the, the, the Olympics live on my backyard.
0: man. <laughs> Speaking of Olympics, um, I wanted to do a, I wanted to do a, um, a rundown of everything that went down. I mean, we're one of the premier podcasts, Canadian podcasts out there." Because uh, there's only four of us, right? So <laughs> we've, got, we've got to be the premier one. But um, there, there's so much Canadian content on this show that I I felt it, we had a duty to our 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 fellow Canucks to uh, just give a, a fair Olympic shakedown. I think we were kind of harsh uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about how CTV had been had been covering them. A lot of it was truth, but a lot of it was also you know. Um, uh, old men uh, yearning for the 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 yester years of the CBC, um, and and in truth, you know, the Canucks did good. We got 14 medals, um, gold. gold medals above all. We're the the most. Uh, and this is this is a weird thing too. Um, we, America and uh, United States and Canada are the only two countries that count uh, Olympic success by the number of total medals everywhere else in Europe and in in, in Australia and Asia um, and and, uh, and and all that all those other countries um, they count them by the total number of gold medals whoever has this
3: because that's how the IOC counts them but
0: yeah uh, okay all right I, I wasn't aware of that um, yeah if you look at the if you were to go to an Olympic website
3: and you looked at how they they count them that's how they list them
0: so it's pretty cool we Totally kick butt, you know, and then apologize about it afterwards, uh, <laughs> which was very Canadian. <laughs> well, I'm willing
1: to say that we won the Olympics. <laughs> I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to say it.
0: I, I I just have to. I, I want to be the first one to say it. I, I just I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby for prime minister. Um, <clears> the guy wins the Stanley Cup. Uh, he wins the world juniors uh, and then he wins the Stanley Cup. And then he wins Olympic gold. Um, he will be Prime Minister of Canada before Ken Dryden. All in favor? Aye. Nay. What? Nay. Nay? Nay. Why? Nay. I'm
2: with Ben on that one. You guys, have you not
3: heard
0: oh. him speak? The guy's, the guy's super...
2: Okay, speaking well and, you know, being cultured and whatnot it, is one thing. Being a prime minister is another. You basically take the essence of what Sidney Crosby is right now, which is upright, Canadian, uh, stand strong, take all that away, replace it with all the crap that becomes a politician and put him in office. Is that what you really want?
0: You know, you know what I really want, and and if you if you follow the, the 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 stuff I put on the on the on the on the Johnny Lickinuck, uh Tumblr log, there, I want another Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want another. I want that much charisma, that much grace, that much elegance, and I want that, and that almost that also that much badassness. You know, like uh, you know, the ability to send tanks and 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 armored soldiers into into a city, and then have the brass of saying, "Hey, you guys want safety? This is safety." You know, you give us back our, our, our two, three politicians that are missing, those tanks
2: come away. Yeah, but un- unfortunately, in, in, in the, the days that we are, in the age that we are now, I mean, as soon as a prime minister would even think that, everybody's going to jump on him saying, okay, there you go, dictator, dictatorship, hello, hello, you know, get him out, of, impeach him, get him out of office, as blah, opposed blah, to blah. a guy blah. just
0: prorogues government whenever he likes?
2: Ah, but that's different. See, that's done, st- he's a sneak, <laughs> the guy. He's a snake. That's what he's going to do. He's going to go around the corners. He's going to make it so that nobody knows what's going on. And just, oh, by the way, I'm proroguing. <laughs> today was
0: the deadline for um, for the NHL draft, uh, NHL trading deadline. Uh, and today is also the day he reopened parliament.
3: <laughs> well, do you reala- Do you guys realize that during the Olympics we had both rogues there? We had pres- the IOC president, Jacques Rogue, and we had our prime minister uh, prorogues. <laughs>
0: Nice. oh uh, yeah but the, the, the doctor wasn't knifing anyone in the back uh boy um so no let's i want to i want to i wanted to give steph the opportunity to uh to to comment on the olympics because we all know he is mr olympian himself uh he competed in the uh in the nagano olympics under the skeleton uh the only guy to dive head first uh down the luge run without a without a bobsled uh so um steph what did you think of it all you you said it wrong. I actually was heading uphill. You <laughs> he went the reverse route. Didn't do very well. <laughs> so what did you what did you what did you think of it? What did you you know, Mister Patriotic? You know, somewhat patriotic. Uh, uh, what did what did you get the sentiment of it? I
3: my personal feeling on the Olympics is I think it was a great showing. I think it was unfortunate that Mother Nature didn't cooperate the first week. Those are things that we can't control. I think in 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 looking at the olympics i think canada did it fantastic all things considered uh, if you look at the statistics yes we came out with 26 medals but we also come out with 21 other positions where we were fourth and fifth so in total we have you know 26 21 we have 47 position uh, 47 fifth place positions so anywhere within the first top 5 we finished 47 uh, events like that that's pretty darn good when there you think there's about i believe there was 86 events where you could win medals that's pretty darn good that is, that is and, rather impressive and you know the th- the thing is a lot of people are paying attention to the people who won the medals, and that's great that's fantastic, but I think the the effort goes out to all those athletes who actually went out and and did well and some of them who beat their own records and a lot of that's not published, and that's okay you know we'll we'll, we'll work with that we're can even we need to focus on that I think that's something that was lacking in the coverage but all in all, I think it was it was good. I think there are some funny stories. I think there's some heartwarming stories. There are some sad stories. I mean, the Olympics starting off with a death is definitely horrible. Uh, Alexandre Bilodeau is a, an example of of you know a Canadian pride and saying, "Oh, you know, I want a gold medal, but you know, don't focus on me. I'm just a regular guy." And there's more to come. Well, everybody's like, "Well, you know, we're in day three, four, five, six. You know, we've got one gold. I don't know if it's going to happen." Next thing you know, we beat every other record for Winter Olympics. So, you know, the guy was right. Joanny Rochette, you know, putting, going through that effort and, and, and doing it. Uh, John Montgomery, I mean, the wild, crazy Canadian to, to say, hey, listen, we're here. We're here to party, walking
0: around town with, with a pitcher pitch beer. I love that guy. That guy, that guy, you know, you know what that guy reminds me of? Uh, 1989, nineteen Well, maybe not eighty nine. Maybe nineteen ninety one, ninety two. And in uh, Saint Anne de Bellevue, walking in and out of Annie's with pitches of beer. That is the essence of being a Canadian. If the guy was wearing Teva sandals with socks and and had a goatee, he would have been. He would have been it. You know.
3: Yep.
1: Well, look, I I, I work with some guys down south, and uh, I was down there for the um, Canada Russia game. And they actually asked to, to, to change uh, channels to put the hockey game on and they watched the game. And uh, one of those guys that was there calls me up after the game the next day, says, you know, he wants to talk about it. Uh, and uh, he said, you know, other than the other night, this is only the second hockey game I've seen end to end. And the other one was a high school something or other game or whatever. And he, he couldn't tear himself away from the screen. It was that good a game, and at least in his opinion. And I thought, wow, if that could happen to, to somebody who's like a non fan, then I think something worked in that game. It was the right game for the gold medal.
3: I think the uh, the big thing about the hockey game, and Canada had to win it, there was no, there was no opportunity for Canada to lose it because if we'd lost it, you know what would have happened with this? Yes, the Americans would have won and they would have bragged about it, but yeah. they would have made a movie out of this. Come on,
0: we don't need it. One of the guys in the dressing room, the, the the Canadian locker room said said that. It says, "We have to win or else the Americans will make a movie about this." <laughs> and I thought, "Yes, that is so true." And it's so true. I can't remember who it was, but uh we'll put it in the show notes if if we find it. Um right, there there's a there's um there's a story I want to, t- I mean, uh, I want to relay. Um, I, I spent, uh, you know, eight years, almost 10 years of my life outside of, of Canada and I missed the uh, 2002 Olympics at Salt Lake City and I missed the 2000, uh, the 1998 Olympics at Nagano. And, and I didn't get that feeling of being around a bunch of other Canadians when, uh, when you win a gold and, and your, your story kind of relayed to me a little bit on that one, uh, Steve, and it, it made me think of another uh, article. I read this. Um, this article called An American Mom in Paris. She's, she's a blogger and she's married to, funny enough, a Canadian dad. And so they were both in Paris and they had to find – they found the one Canadian bar. Like I didn't even know this existed, like a Canadian bar uh, in Paris. And they all jammed in there. Uh, The guy slipped the doorman 40 euros to get his wife into the thing because she arrived late, whatever. Anyways, it's a great, great story. We'll put put the link into the show notes. But one of the things she said is – and I'll quote her. She says, when Canada won in overtime, it was pure uh, deafening joy running through that bar. It it was made somewhat bittersweet by the fact that everyone – uh, was very, very far from home. All the Canadian expats and traveling businessmen jumped up and down and hugged each other. And I'm sure they wished they were on home soil, uh, to see the celebration. And that's exactly how I felt in 2002 when, when, you know, there, there is this Gresky digging up the, the lucky loony out of the center ice. And I'm all the way out in this small farm village in, in England. And I didn't, I, and I, you couldn't share that with anybody, you know? So sure enough, you know, we had we had Steph and, and his family over for us uh, from some uh, flank steaks on Saturday night and we rushed back home uh from uh, from this from the, the ski hill on Sunday. Uh, Brother in law was in the house and we we're watching the game and when and when they, they 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 you know, when they won, everybody just ran into the street in right, a screaming and shouting. And it was like insane. And I thought, oh, wow, this, we're just a bunch of crazy people. And then I continued to watch the coverage and I saw. Uh, the streets of Toronto, Young Street fill up. And then I also saw the um, I also saw the the, the the you know what was happening in Vancouver. And it was party, it was pretty insane, but it was very, very civilized. Very, very Canadian. <laughs> and very un Montreal, by the way. I'm very proud of, of Montrealers for not taking it too far. But uh I was I it made me it made me very, very proud to be a Canadian. So
1: Steph, uh, do you think the own the podium worked?
0: um to a degree, I think it did. I
3: think the, the the own the podium was you know the fact that we won medal gold medals is great, but I think what it did is it actually encouraged companies to put more money uh, to support the athletes. That's really where the big drive was. It really wasn't in getting the athletes to the you know top three steps. I think it was more in spending more money so that we can get the athletes better trained, better prepared for the Olympics.
1: Yeah, I agree. It, it added a couple of things that they were. a lot of them were probably missing in their, their toolbox, whether you know, it's the, somebody there for the mental preparedness or you know, better equipment or maybe people to worry about things so that they didn't have to. Um, I even noticed there was a great program. Uh, there's a petroleum company that basically kicked in to, to bring the families over so the athletes didn't have to worry about how are mom and dad going to get to the games. And I thought that was a good program to have as well. Yeah, so I, I think a lot of things like that um, uh, w- was a refreshing, uh, refreshing change to the okay, guys, you got to win, and when you don't win, well, what went wrong? I think they actually took a long, hard look to see, well, why aren't our people placing better than forty seventh? You know, yep. and you know w- what is it? You know, is it a hundredth of a second, or is it the fact that the skates were loose? You know, or was it that they're Suits were a little less air resistant uh, or more air resistant than the others, or whatever. And I think they really
0: took a good, long, hard look. So uh, I agree. I, th- I, I I don't want to be cynical um, about about the B two ten and 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 the, own, the podium uh, thing. But how many other people uh, noticed that every single athlete, whenever they were in interview, or whenever they went, stepped up onto the podium, or whenever they had any kind of public appearance outside of an event? were um, uh, very very well dressed in Canadian clothes they were um, very well the women all looked looked fantastic the men all looked rugged and Canadian everybody spoke fantastically well how much of that money do you think went into training them on how to speak or do you think that's something that that if you're an Olympics level athlete you just have naturally
1: no
0: no I don't was,
3: think there's that this is from the heart. Ah, uh, no. Speaking, oh, no. I was from the heart, man.
2: Okay, speaking might be from the heart, but the whole aura around them with the, branding. Know, the branding and everything. Now that's, Canadian branding. This is typical big market uh, company stuff. This is not, the, it's not natural. Because, I mean, you look at some of the, the American athletes that were interviewed, and they're just, you know, they're relaxed, yes. But they weren't as, I'm looking for the word. Uh, Polished? Thank you.
1: You know, I, I, I have to agree. Um, I half wonder if they, they there's a more of a concerted effort now not to find the kid who's the fastest on skates, but to find the kid who'll make it on the Wheaties box the easiest. So in other words, has enough talent, is coachable, and will look good in front of camera. Because I, I pointed out to my wife at the beginning of the games, I think it was like day two or day three. that. These are the best-looking Olympians I've ever seen. And and it's not to say, you know, that you know other Olympians, you know, weren't, but this they all looked like they were, you know, no, ready I, I totally for the close-ups,
0: you know? I totally agree. Jennifer Heil is a gorgeous woman. Ashley McIver, gorgeous woman. Uh Joanie Rochette, absolutely gorgeous as well. Uh even though the the those those two uh ice dancers, uh Moir and Virtue, uh I think her name is Virtue, right? I, I don't even know their first names. Uh but she she looks fantastic as well and he just he dressed up pretty well as well. But also the men. Like you look at you look at the guys like uh like uh the, the uh, our, our skeleton dude, um what's his name again? John, Steph? Montgomery. John Montgomery. John Montgomery. I'm sorry, John Yeah, Montgomery. And Char Charles Might did something for you too, that. huh?
3: Was that? You know, I you know, I I tend to I I agree to what you, you guys are saying. There's there is some coaching that probably is true, but saying that they're picking only the best, I don't know.
0: I, the or best Saint looking Gillette was was no no, no, I mean, no, no not no, not no, the best no, no, looking, no, but the, the, good, like, the I don't I don't say they they pick the good the best looking. I think that. Everybody got pulled aside and had a weekend at a spa just before the Olympics, and 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 were you know, and they buffed the nails and did the hair and did the makeup and 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 basically gave them about a uh, a twenty minute PR course or maybe maybe longer than that.
1: Well, I'm a little more cynical than that. I I think when they look at the thousand kids that are out there and they pick the top twenty. that that they think could do the thousand and they they coach them until a point where they hit 13, 14, 15, 16 or whatever and they're looking at a lot of things, right? They're looking at how coachable is this person, how far potential wise do they have, not are they the fastest skater right now and how brandable are they? I'm sure that factors in to the decision. I'm sure there's seven... Non Jennifer Hiles out there that didn't make it because they were lacking one of those dimensions. And I think if they're going to throw their money into somebody, they're going to throw their money into the best chance of overall success. And it doesn't just mean a medal, it means, you know, the face of Canada, branding, you know, Canada post commercials, whatever. But that person's going to stick around for a while. And I think they want to make sure that they get as much mileage out of their dollar as they can. And I mean, the Americans do it for sure. I mean, yeah. and it's not only in their amateur athletes, even in their pro athletes, you know, the the, the the kids that get scouted are the kids that have the most upside. You know, there might be two kids that can throw the ball just as far. But if one is more brandable than the other, that kid's going to get the chance or the scholarship or, or or the trip to the tryout camp or whatever ahead of the other one.
0: I, I so want to agree with you, Steve, and, and and I'm I'm but I have one big. A uh, little flaw in your in your hypotheses here is that there are only 35 million people in Canada. Do you think there really is that huge of a talent pool? That they can pick a side. Uh, that they can. They can. They can. They can whack an ugly stick at four of them and only keep the three best looking ones. No, no. And I'm not saying it's a Canadian and, and, thing. In the I'm, states, I'm, they probably can. I'm thinking can. It, there's like 350 million. million of them. Yeah, sure. You know, like okay, there's there's 20. There's 20 good looking kids and there's like you know 45 ugly kids. All right, chuck the ugly kids off the island. The, the good looking kids stay. Well, what but they that, can uh,
1: do. what they can yeah. do is they can hype the person, right? So say that there's like I don't know, 10 people, uh, 10, top talent people that we do have in Canada for mogul skiing or whatever, right? They can choose who they want to interview and give airtime to and people start recognizing and whatever. And next thing you know, the papers start covering them and, and whatnot. And, and, and it sort of sets them aside from the others, right? And once they become, you know, the pride and joy of Saskatoon or whatever, next thing you know, they're, 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 they're getting coverage at their first international event and whatnot. And that stuff slowly builds. And it, it it does happen, and you and, know, you know maybe not for ice hockey or whatever because you know the talent is there. I mean, whether or not. But when you're looking at individual sports or niche sports that you're really trying to get exposure on or whatnot, they have to back the guy who has or the gal who has the biggest upside. And, th- and anyways, that's just my opinion. But
3: I th- I think in that comment, you're probably right in the fact that the sponsors are are behaving like that but i don't think the olympic uh, uh the canadian olympic group is 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 that focused on them. i think you're right the sponsors are saying okay well are we going to put our money on someone who's going to come in drunk and potentially say something you know Wrong or something offensive, or are we going to take curse? No, I don't.
0: I don't think it's that bad. Oh, stuff. I, I think don't it think is. I question I, think I, don't, I don't think it's a question of. I don't think it's a question of drunk or or bad. I, I think it honestly. They just want. Uh, they want a uh, somebody who can cover GQ or Vogue. well. No, I. Th- I think it comes down to, the, to that image. Um, think
3: about it. Uh, you know, freestyle freestyle um, skiing. What w- What was the big event about freestyle skiing a few years ago? Weed, Bagliati, right? Yeah, weed. Yeah.
0: Weed. Well. Or was that that wasn't a snowboard? yeah, snowboarding? Well, freestyle. Snowboarding. It's all, but it's called. It's called in the.
3: It falls in the well, it's, it's part of the freestyle. I okay, it yeah, falls yeah, in the freestyle. It.
0: But it wasn't a performance enhancing drug. No, it was a performance enhancing drug. So he could have done much. It was a drug. So basically, <laughs> people should have gotten mad. You could have done so
3: much better.
2: Um, but they yeah, brushed but it off. Because maybe it, he's maybe they and it's learned from that. That's why, and that's why the athletes looked so polished and looked so pr'd is that they've learned from past mistakes and from the other Olympics that happened during that time. And they said, well, listen, we've got marketable commodities here. So what do we do? Do we take the, the athlete who fell off the, the ugly tree and hit all the branches on the way down, or do we take the guy <laughs> who's perfect, who's, mo- who's got movie star rugged qualities, to sell, Can- uh, to sell the Canadian look, to sell Canada as is? You know, What are you going to choose? If you're the PR firm or the company in back of the PR firm who are putting their money down they say well listen we want somebody who's going to represent what we are all about whatever it may be That it's not the case you know but you want something to look good to look nice to come across the, the screen as wow look at this guy or look at look at this gal you know she, they've got it all they're Olympians this is what it's all about you know it, it's a bit of the inveigling of the masses saying listen all the people who are Olympians they look like this it's that's not true, obviously, but that's the marketable commodity right now. This is where you're going to make your money.
3: Right, and that's, and that's <laughs> no, where they pick know, and I, choose. I,
2: that's where I'm, that's
3: what I'm saying. They're going to pick and choose based on the image. They're not going to pick and choose based on the, you know, the, the talent is probably first and foremost, but they're all going to say, well, how much marketability do we have with this person? Same thing with Tiger Woods. Everybody's dropping him like a hot potato because right now there's no marketability. Give him
1: about a year and everybody's going to pick him up again. It's basically it's the you know, tiebreaker, you know, right? Is what it is. Yep. If you have two equally talented people, you'll yep. take the one who who maybe get on the b- a box of Wheaties or whatever. Whereas the other one, you know, if, if he swears like a sailor and is like, uh, you know, uh, always in the paper getting bad press, you're, you know, they're not going to back that horse. That's but
0: that. and you know, I, I want to, I, 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 I don't want us to, uh, you know, I have this fear that, that Canada, uh, you know, that, that CTV and, and we tried to sex up the Olympics a little bit and we're trying to be more and more American every day. And that's my big fear is that we stop being Canadian. You know, we stop having that British quality of like, you know, it's okay to put an ugly person on television because they're funny. You know, we stop having that quality and we start going, okay, well, we have a really, really funny person. We have a kind of funny person we could, we can feed the really, really funny person's line to and he'll get more people to watch him. I, I'm, I have a fear that 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 slowly Canada is going towards the American style of 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 promotion, um, and that 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 is a bit worrying because it's those it's that raw talent that that could you know somebody who doesn't spend all that time in the bathroom checking his hair is probably doing more pushups, you know, is probably doing more to get better at a sport than than taking PR courses and whatnot. The Alexander Vetchkins of the world, man, that guy is ugly, but can he play hockey? He can play fantastic hockey, you know. Um, well, he, he hasn't here's been some room for anything. Here's something that you know maybe the, the, that somebody should take
3: away. All of the NHL players who work for, who were playing for Canada, they need to go and see that PR person because could they have looked more disgusted and more bored when the women won that gold medal?
0: Absolutely. And Um, worse than that, Steph, um, and this is one of the, I completely agree with you, but one of the, one of the things that really annoyed me about the, the NHL hockey players is that uh, out of every single person who won the gold medal, the only person to show up at the closing ceremonies was Scott Niedermeyer and you, and you, they didn't even pan to him once. He was like hiding somewhere with his wife or his kids or something. This this is sad, you know. Look, these this is this everybody the entire country got behind Team Canada. This was the 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 perfect climax to the Olympic events, right? Team Canada wins the gold. Sidney Crosby is awesome. Sure no not not a single one of them should ever carry the flag. Okay, personally, I think that that an that NHL hockey player doesn't deserve to carry a flag. It goes to the person who had to sweat and to work real hard and doesn't get paid $7 million a year to, to do their sport. They should be carrying the flag. But damn it, they should be in the crowd of the athletes with the other athletes, walking with them and showing them, you know, look, I'm Canadian too. You know, this is me. Let's go. Here's my view, and I can't believe I'm actually
3: going to defend them right now uh, because I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm just being devil's advocate Um, The NHLPA is the organization who had scheduled all the players' flights. They had booked flights for Sweden, Russia, the Czech Republic, and Canada for Sunday late afternoon. The Americans were scheduled to fly home, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday because they never thought that they would make it that far. So if you're going to blame someone, the players should definitely be blamed for saying, you know what, I'm just going to... Buy my own <laughs> ticket. <gasps> okay. dude, I'm gonna buy my dude, own dude, ticket dude, and dude, fly dude, later.
0: Stop. stop. You just did. You just hear what you just said. A seven million dollar a year player had his ticket bought to him by the NHLPA, whereas. Alexandre Bilodeau scraped up, saved, did a whole bunch of commercials, and he bought his own way to, to the game? Dude, I'm disgusted. You're
3: disgusted, but you know what? You still watch the NHL. You still watch the Canadians. Yeah,
0: I still watch the game. I love the game, but I'm disgusted that the NHLPA play, paid the players to don't, go.
3: You know, let's be, let's be honest. These players don't deserve the salaries that they get. So, well, no, they no, don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. I'm sorry. How many people have they saved? How many lives have they changed? And you know what? Maybe Saku Koivu because he's gone through so much and he
0: spent so much money trying to help. There there are there are a few of them. There and, are and a few of them that go that extra mile and they, they deserve the and, but and they don't I don't I'm not, they don't I'm not i am not deserve Don't want to take it away from them. Know. And there are there are guys like 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 Sidney Crosby who is making a fortune, but he's still doing the Timbits programs. He's still doing the commercials and you know for Timbits, he's still doing the community outreach. He's still living with Mario Lemire so he doesn't screw up his life. He's still doing this stuff, you know, that, that, that commends him as, as as a responsible hockey player. Those guys, I do not want to take away from those guys. But he didn't those show up. Those guys are our stand-up D- c- don't citizens defend, Don't defend. I don't know why he wasn't there. I don't know why he You're wasn't there. You're defending him it's about all these joke. things, but Scott, he still wasn't there. So it, I'm in but agreement Scott Niedermeyer was there. I'm in, agree-
3: I'm in agreement understand. with you. They should have been there. And you know what? It shows a total lack of respect for the other athletes who actually have gone to your games to support you and are happy and all the fans that have gone out to support. It's like, oh, we're better than you. We're just, you know, we don't need this. We want our gold medal. We can go home and, you know, leave us alone. and, And if there's any NHL player who's upset by my comment, well, too bad. You know
0: if, if well, they can write they in. can write in the, I, I would love to hear, I, would love. I would love to hear from Chris Pronger I would love to you m- call me up Chris and you give me you give me hell okay the email address Johnny Canuck at com. you you tell me I'm wrong uh, Chris Pronger tell you what all right and you tell me why Scott Niedermeyer was there on his tell own tell you what Chris even I'll, I'll I'll raise the stakes I'll let you even pay your own flight
3: to come down to join one of our calls and one of our uh, dad casts if you want Or any other Canadian player that wants to.
0: I I have to pick the biggest, baddest mother on the on the team too, eh?
3: (laughs) That's okay. He's going to be at the Windy House with you, so.
0: (laughs) Then,
1: Steve, stay home for the next few weeks. (laughs) I don't know what you guys are even talking about. I'm uh, Steve. Who? Uh
0: I thought this yeah, show is about be cool MTL underscore Steve on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, it's all it's all in good. Anyways, context. I'm Jimmy uh, and I'm signing off. So, no, you know, not to take away anything away from the athletes, that uh, every single athletes, including the hockey players it was a game it, it it was an olympic event that i will never ever forget and and even my 5 year old and my 9 year old probably will not forget and my 1 year olds will be told about it for years and years and years to come and and we'll show them the pictures and it'll be like that that rare sense of canadian pride that everybody had simultaneously it doesn't happen very often we're not a nation that just comes together and and just has like that american fourth of july feeling and and it was very very cool to live that and 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 to continue to live that on the internet a little bit the, the, the amount of stuff that's popping up left right and center is just fantastic i think it's great so uh there's
2: a lot of, there's a the lot games. of pissed off americans out there because you should see all the stuff that they're good. posting
0: <laughs> good good they should they, they need to be more pissed off they should they, they they should be mad that 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 whatever and they should try hard i mean it's 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 a it's a healthy rivalry between the two countries
2: whatever yeah. we're on top and we're bigger <laughs> how's that for rivalry
0: <laughs> remember americans 90% of the canadian population is amassed along the border ready for attack <laughs> actually historically you know the americans
3: have tried to uh if you look back in history they've actually tried to uh, in
0: um attack canada and try and take over the, the the war of 1812 Before that last war between the last war between canada and the united states and guess who won? every no canada. every time
3: we've every time they've tried to uh, invade we ended up taking some land and at the end we said okay okay okay
0: just take your land back and leave us alone yeah that's because we- sorry say that again steve you completely broke up huh what hey where, where'd steve go what's going on where'd he go guys guys
2: I still say it's their Wayne Gretzky that's probably the best. Uh, when he was playing for the Oilers, he was pushing Ford at one point. Yes. And the, he was—he did the, the French version, the, the Quebecois version. And you cannot understand a damn word he was saying. And they took that. And, you know, si tu Vla, quoi si dur, you know? For sure, you see Wayne Gretzky? Don't remember that? Yes.
0: All I remember is is is, is Mark Messi doing the uh, the Frito Lace commercials. Is she portray my cup <laughs>